0: And now, for fans of the 13 time NFL champion Green Bay Packers, this is Cheesehead TV
1: Live. Cheetahs don't stretch and neither do we.
0: I think you're an idiot. And I mean that with the most respect possible <laughs> that I can give to an idiot. The Packers Hall of Fame
1: quarterback Jacob. Jacob,
0: it's not as fun to say as equanimous. That, that is bacon. a
1: perfect example of a wrong opinion. Ring the bell. Welcome back, Packers fans! It's another edition of Cheesehead TV Live, a Wednesday night delight. Welcome back! So excited to be back. I am Jason Perone of Cheesehead TV. Along with me, Jeremy Vanderlinden. As always, Mister Vanderlinden, how do you?
0: You know, I am also of Cheesehead TV. I'll just that that's out true. There. That's I- like my home now. That's where I live. That's my new. It's my new place. You
1: heard our catchy tune at the beginning there. It's because after five shows, we finally figured this thing out. Right. And got it all together. Hey, before we jump into some content and Packers talk, what a great night we had on Sunday night at the watershed here in Tempe, Arizona, doing a live show, pregame show. Hopefully, if you guys got a chance to listen to that, thank you for listening to it. It went off really well. It was even more fun in person at the bar. Jeremy, good night.
0: Dude, it was awesome, man. It was like the energy in the bar made it you won't have an experience like that unless you're in Lambo. Like the energy that was in that bar was, it was so fun. I'm excited for Sunday again, because of that, you know, we, we play a, a big role in the energy of the room, Jason and I. So we get to crack the mics throughout the game, talk Packers. We talk Packers at halftime and towards the end of the game, we're just, it's just like, we're living the dream at that bar. It's so great.
1: Yeah. And we'll be there every week doing the game. It's going to be a lot of fun and, lot to look forward to, and we've got a, another fun doozy coming up this Sunday. It's a day game. It's a 12 o'clock noon start at Lambeau Field. Yep. And we will save most of the juice for that one for the pregame show because we're going to do another pregame show about, about a half hour, 45 minutes before kickoff Yep. on Sunday. But even though it's been talked about over and over and over again, who doesn't want to review and replay that fantastic game Comeback victory by what the Packers over the Chicago Bears. Hey, after further review, by the way, those of you out there who are who are listening, after further review, it's official. The Bears still
0: suck. Yeah, they yeah,
1: do. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and there were a couple of Bear fans in the in the audience, and they were really good sports. And I think part of the reason why was because it was uh, the first half was all Bears; it was going their way, and they were really good sports then. And then all of a sudden, it got real quiet.
0: Oh yeah, they stopped talking. I mean, they like I thought they left. They were still there, but they just weren't talking anymore. They were talking so much trash. Uh, it's it was great to have Bears fans in the bar because we were just wrecking them the whole game. Even when even when they were winning, it didn't okay. matter.
1: Okay, it was it was trash talk, but it was trash talk in a, in an okay way, and they were right. cool about it. And they it was it was you know it was res- respectful banter. I can already see. It's only Wednesday. I, I, can, where already, I can already okay. see where, we're, where what Sunday is going to be like. There's a fan base out there. I don't want to point fingers at any specific team of the 32 out, out there. There is a fan base out there that appears to be a little scared of what this season might look like because mm-hmm. this season looks different than last season, and it's because of a certain amazing all-pro GOAT quarterback who's right. back and healthy.
0: Yeah, the Vikings are Ooh, Vikings is fans. Yes, it's the Vikings. It's the fans. Vikings. Okay. Uh, we even asked at the bar. We asked the Bears fans who they hate more, Packers fans or Vikings fans, and it was like unequivocally, it's the Vikings fans. They that like nobody can stand Vikings fans.
1: And I'll, and I'll say this too: the guy that we asked, I believe him. Like it right. wasn't just like, oh, you're standing in front of me, let me flatter you, and I'll pick the I'll pick the Vikings. No, over he meant Packers.
0: it. You could see it on his face.
1: I've always wondered because I know the Vikings hate the Packers. And, and, and they're a fan of, of the Vikings and anybody who plays the Packers. But I've always wondered, like, do Lions fans hate Packers fans? And Do Bears fans hate Packers fans most? Or is there even a chance that maybe the Vikings could have overtaken us there in the, in the hate column? Looks like the Packers have done well. Packers fans have done well to get themselves off the schneid there at the top of the list. Okay, so Jeremy, this was an incredible game. I can say that now because it's over with and it turned out well. But at the beginning talking through the emotions of it all because like I said we did the pregame show and we kind of jump in every once in a while to throw some analysis out there so along the way we had to kind of keep our heads on straight and it was really difficult to do because the Bears came out and could not have have gotten off to a better start if you were a Bears fan or if you're Matt Nagy head coaching your first game against the Packers at Lambeau Field crazy formations crazy things three tailbacks you got tackle split out wide I mean yep. it was it was literally, as they've said, and I've seen several times, emptying of the playbook uh-huh. and try to confuse the Packers. And the defense definitely, definitely had their work cut out for them. Those young defensive backs got a lot of work. They got a huge intro into what life in the NFL is like, how fast the game is played. Well, I have a
0: theory on, on, I have a th- a theory on the defense. Uh, it did seem that Matt Nagy, he unloaded the playbook. And it also felt like Mike Pettin didn't, that he held on to a couple things. And I think this week will be the week that he unloads. <laughs> I think it is going to be this week that Mike Pettin unloads.
1: Could you, you know what, we, we wanted Dom Capers gone. He's gone now. Mike Pettin's here. We want this, like, tough, you know, gnawing of the teeth defense. And you see his face, and he just looks mad. He's got that, you know, male RBF on the sideline. If you don't know what that means, look it up. I can't say it on the air. <laughs> And wouldn't it be amazing if he came out? He was like, yeah, I knew the whole time, even when we were down 20. This is this is my petting voice in my mind. No, that's not how it sounds. <laughs> but it's my petting voice in my mind because he looks like he should sound like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he's like, even when we were down 20 nothing. I knew it. We, I don't need to empty out. That's like Braun Strowman. More of a Braun Strowman for my WWE fans out there. And he claims like he knew that he didn't have to get crazy with the defensive formations. He could still keep something under the vest for the Vikings this week is it's, it's going to be a tough game. They're going to definitely have to show up big, but all right. So Mitch Trubisky was one of the wild cards of this game, and he's going to be a wild card in this matchup for many years to come. It looks like cause he, right. he looked okay. He made some, he he definitely definitely fell apart at the end, which is fine by me because I'm a Packers fan, but he, he th- completed his first seven passes and right. he had everything going. He was making some really good throws and he weren't, these weren't just gimme throws. He was making some really good throws moving around Running, He's got some mobility. In fact, the only touchdown the Packers gave up was a Mitch Trubisky uh, rush when they were in the uh, red zone near the goal line. But what did you think, Jeremy? Coming into this one, I didn't know what to expect from him. I knew that he was probably going to improve. We talked about it last week. But what I saw on that first couple drives actually led me to wonder if the Bears weren't going to be more back than we thought and this rivalry might be getting some juice for many years to come.
0: Yeah, I, I think, well... Trubisky showed some things that were great, and then he showed some other things that made you feel like maybe, maybe you can't do it. You know, like, he he did melt down as the game went along. There was one thing that I was really impressed with in his game. Like, he he wasn't good by by any means, but there was one thing I was really impressed with. He protected the ball. He didn't make any mistakes that would turn the ball over, and I expected him to to turn the ball over twice. So I was a little disappointed in the defense on that, but, I mean... They they had him out of the pocket running a lot. I mean, he's he's a lot faster than, faster than I expected, I think. The Packers' defense is going to look a lot better this week against Kirk Cousins and that terrible offensive line. Against the Bears, Trubisky's got some wheels. He was able to get out of the way, especially guys like Muhammad Wilkerson couldn't chase him down.
1: See, that's the thing is I think we learned, and the Packers probably learned that in the future, they're going to have to keep somebody nearby to keep an eye on Trubisky when he rolls out because – you did. You had Wilkerson. You had Mike Daniels. I mean, they're going as fast as they can. Mike Daniels was trying to get to the edge. I mean, he was very active in this game. He didn't show up on the stat sheet, but he had a pretty active night just trying to get move around and get around not the way you want to attack a mobile quarterback or a, right. a, a, at least a guy who's a lot faster than a, a defensive lineman. So you live and you learn. As far as the turnovers go, it wasn't until later in the game. I mean, there was that one pass that he threw over the middle that Blake Martinez got a hand on, and it looked like If he didn't touch it, Jair Alexander had Allen Robinson blanketed, and he might have been able to undercut that, and who knows what happens from there. Uh, Jair has
0: had two passes now. I mean, the one with Amari Cooper and then that one with Allen Robinson where he was actually a good position, but the guy went up and got it. And it does concern me a little because I think his height comes into play there that that he's short, and it makes it easier for those big guys to go up and get it. He was in great position, but he wasn't long enough to break up the pass. And I think... That, to me, is the, the biggest concern with Alexander because other than that, he looks great. He looks great. I don't like when he has to go up against a guy like, like Robinson. who's
1: No, but that's not what he's there for. He's not there to be an outside shutdown corner. you got Kevin King, who's, who's your cover guy like that, and I think King had some responsibility on Robinson, and Robinson made a couple catches early, and I was like, man, is this, this going to be like the signing the Packers didn't make that's going to come back to haunt them? there were so many of those storylines coming into this game and we're already jumping around, but it's, you know, there's so much of this has already been talked about, but <laughs> you've got Alan Robinson, who apparently was going to choose between green Bay and Chicago. He signed with the bears, but Packers signed Kyle cornerback, Full, Kyle Fuller to an offer sheet. The bears quickly matched it. Vic, yeah. Vic Fangio apparently was on the wish list of many Packers fans. Who knows if the Packers actually had interest. They only interviewed Mike Petton. So, and then of course, obviously the, the, we haven't even gotten the one we haven't even gotten to is Khalil Mack. So coming into it, the Bears fans and they they were talking their smack all week. Hey, oh, yeah. We won the preseason. And it's like, you know, come on. How how are you new? Do you honestly want to wave a preseason trophy flag? Is that what right. we've what we've been reduced to? It's been so long since you've had a, anything banner worthy that that's your like, you know, that's where things, things are thing going to toot your horn on. Right.
0: Uh, yeah. They're Bears fans. I mean, what else are they going to toot their horn on? Uh, where we have a Super Bowl. And we went to another one with a, with Rex freaking Grossman. Yeah. I mean, Bears fans don't have much. They got to toot their horn when they can, you know. Right. So this game was awesome. I think there, there were a couple of things that I think are highlight worthy. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers is, is one of them, and we'll talk about that. But uh, Mike Patton's defense, uh, if you go read uh, some of Ben, ben Fennel's stuff over at The Athletic, he broke down uh, a week ago, he broke down sugared fronts, uh, you know, bringing the two inside linebackers into the A-gaps and kind of what that does to an offense. And what it does is it, it, it forces a running back to choose where to go for pass blocking. So he's looking, you know, he's looking to see if one of those inside linebackers or both possibly are going to blitz. But when they drop out into coverage, now he's got to look to the outside to find who's coming. And those are the kinds of things in the scheme that create uh, free runners at the quarterback. And the Packers had a couple times where they had free runners. They, there was one place specifically where they only brought four but two of them were corners and both the corners almost got to the quarterback. It's the one where Josh Jackson totally whiffed, but had him dead to rights. Uh, that's the kind of stuff we're going to see a lot more of where, where it's only, they only rushed four. They didn't have to do any more than that. They didn't, they didn't have to do any more than four guys and, and it opened something up and you got like two or three bears, offensive linemen standing around looking for somebody to block because they don't know where it's coming from. And that's, that's the the thing about Mike Petton that has me excited and he did not he didn't do a ton he kept things very vanilla against the bears i think against the vikings we're gonna see we're gonna see a lot more of that stuff against the vikings uh so i'm excited about that it was great against the bears to see it a few times and that defense got better as the game went on which was also very encouraging they didn't stay flat things picked up and they started to shut that offense down Mitch, Mitch Trubisky didn't just start to play poorly, okay? It was also – it had it had a lot to do with well, the defense he did. playing better.
1: Okay, he did, and we're getting to the end of the game now because this was at the end because there was a huge change. Obviously, tailed two halves. We've heard it a billion right. times. He did play bad. Mm-hmm. He got jumpy. He got in his head. He was not playing well at the end of the game. A different veteran quarterback maybe closes out that game. Kyle Fuller dropped interception notwithstanding anyway. So – that that was definitely a factor but i would like to think it was encouraging yes that they got free runners right. those rookies need to learn quickly that learning curve needs to be fast they J- josh jackson is going to need to make that play this week you're right. not going to get away with not making that play in a game like this this week and i'm not trying to put too much pressure on a rookie i understand it's going to take time but josh jackson has the moxie and the and oh the, yeah he the should no have,
0: he he should have totally finished on that play
1: you know you learn really quickly that these are not college athletes, and that you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to make it make up if you get beat and make right. up with your athleticism and your your because they all have it. They, they all have, have it. They all have it. They all have the sab. You got to finish tackles. You got to finish plays. You got to go to the whistle, uh, to the whistle. And once it's once the play is over, please hold up and don't touch anybody. Clay right. Matthews. Clay Matthews. But moron. You know, I I I I liked what I saw from the rookies, and I thought I thought they did okay. But, but can yeah. you
0: imagine on that play for Josh Jackson? He's coming in and he sees nobody is blocking me and i have a completely free shot right now deer in the headlights kind of like oh my god this is awesome oh my god i totally whiffed right he he just i think in the future he'll play that much better uh he just didn't he didn't play it well this time he's got to do better against a better team this week and i think he will i don't think cousins won't escape that as easily as trubisky did Trubisky's got some wheels.
1: I thought Cousins had had better mobility than I uh, Trubisky. He's no. not.
0: No, he's not faster than Trubisky. No, no. And, and it, I don't think Cousins is exactly like a statue or anything. I just think he's more statuesque than um, than Trubisky is. So I think that's encouraging and something to be really excited about. That this defense is going to get free runners. That offensive line in Minnesota is terrible. We'll, you know, we're going to get into that more on Sunday in the pregame show. So we're going to try to stick to this Bears game. Um, that first half, man, what a train wreck. What what do you think happened? Well, that it was so like the this is this is the thing. I'm having a hard time picking the Packers against the Vikings this week. And I, I'll I'll make my decision by the time we do the pregame show. But I'm having a hard time picking them because the first half felt like we were watching the last three years all, all over again. Like, oh no, here we go again. Stale offense, offense, defense isn't stopping anything. Oh no. That's what it felt like. So I feel like we don't, we've only seen one good half of football. They still haven't put a full game of football together. Like, how long has it been?
1: Well, you know what? The the, the NFL game is evolving.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And things are changing. The pass heaviness is apparent. The two Monday night games this week, because we're, we're doing the show. For those of you listening, we're doing the show on Wednesday night. The two Monday night games this week were complete garbage. Now those matchups, I don't understand why they picked those. Well, AFC I think NFC. One was Gruden. Just, one was Gruden against the, the Rams, and I'm right. like, there's no rivalry there. And the Jets and the, the Lions. Are you kidding me?
0: The e- ESPN one wanted Gruden. Okay, That's fine. That's what it
1: was. Okay, fine. Great. Well, that was a disaster. Right. But the thing is, is then that Lions Jets. <laughs> will there? I mean, it's it's football sloppy right now because very few teams played starters, and the first couple games are probably not going to look great. So if you're looking for a complete game of football. I would say, I don't know if you're going to get it until, I mean, maybe week three or four. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because the Packers have to play 60 minutes of really good football against this right. this Vikings team this week if they want to win. Right. But I don't know if that's the way of the world. I mean, the game that we just saw, as much as it's exhilarating and you're like, wow, we may never see that again in our lives. Right. We probably will because it's just gotten to the point where teams get down. They have to pass. They have to throw. It gets exciting. Flags are thrown. Plays are extended, games are extended, and there you have it. I mean, we thought that the Packers had this game in the bag when they broke up the fourth down pass, which was kind of reminiscent of the Super Bowl win, yeah. where Tremont's in there and they break up the. It wasn't Tremont, but I'm just saying, like the pass break up, big win, huge win secured, and laundry. So there's there's so many things Dude. that there's so many things that can derail that that whole piece. But let's let's just address the 500 pound gorilla in the room. Okay. Khalil Mack makes an immediate impact. He comes in. He's pushing Brian Bulaga all over the place. Bulaga right. admitted he didn't play well. He didn't have a good a plan of attack at first. And Mack is pushing him back into Rodgers. Rodgers, before his injury, is jumping around. He's looking for the big play. He's trying to settle in. They they should have done, because McCarthy still scripts the offense at the beginning, they should have. I, I know that he is an all-pro player, possibly greatest quarterback of all time, but he still probably would have benefited. I think from a couple of really simple short passes just to get himself in a rhythm, right? He's still human.
0: I, 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 I don't get um, a couple things. And, and this has been a complaint of mine about McCarthy for, for a while, but he's just so stubborn about simple stuff. Like for example, why the hell didn't you start the game chipping Khalil Mack immediately? Right. Why didn't you punch him in the face from the get-go, like, and, and it's not even like they started doing a ton of that in the second half. The game, the, the the whole style of the way the offense was running changed, and it helped Bulaga uh, against Mac. It helped him to be more successful, and Mac probably ran out of steam, too. You know, it's a combination of things.
1: The whole deep Bears defense ran out of steam. They were tired at the end of the game.
0: Yeah, so I just, but I don't understand McCarthy coming out into that game thinking, like, you know, when Mac comes out, Bulaga's going to handle it.
1: Well, I you know, Mike McCarthy might have been a little little bit too cocky coming out thinking that the Bears weren't going to score and they're not that good and so we can tink dink or, or tinker around a little bit and right. run the first 15 plays. Let's see what works. What two tight end sets? What kind of run l- running lanes are there? What kind of throwing lanes are there? Aaron'll make a play or two, you know, we'll get a field goal or something like that and if nothing else we'll swap scores. All of a sudden, it's 10 nothing. Right. And the Packers don't have any points, and they have nothing to show for. And then for your quarterback it. goes down. And then, of course, the Rodgers injury, which is a, a totally different panic attack, a totally ah, different story. Dude, it but, was so.
0: T- I was like,
1: so listen, losing so it. so because everyone wants to know. You know, I, I mean, you know, you put yourself in the in the shoes of a Packers fan, who just a week before this game were expecting to wake up to the news that the Packers had just acquired one of the next <laughs> right. greatest defensive players next to you-know-who, and I'm not even going to make the comparison because there isn't a comparison, only to find out right. that he's going to the Chicago Bears, and now he is lighting up our offense and ruining our Sunday night. Is right. it How deflating was that to watch?
0: That was, that, that was legit um, the hardest part of the first half was seeing that the Packers really lost that, that exchange. Of not getting Mac and then him going to the Bears. They really genuinely did lose. And I still think they did. But when he was beating the crap out of everybody and and taking the ball away and then scoring a touchdown, that kind of stuff, um it made it really hard to enjoy any football. Because you so badly as as a Packer fan, you want to see the Bears lose, yes, but you want to feel better about not getting Mac. So the hope is that he gets shut down or he doesn't play that well, right? Well he played he was pretty damn good for that whole first half so it didn't feel great man it was it was really tough it was really tough not to have a meltdown twitter had a meltdown twitter lost their mind twitter was tw- twitter almost died of a panic attack and and a heart attack and any kind of attack you can think of twitter was losing it
1: he was all over the place but i think obviously you've got the injury which is a whole another section of our right. conversation in and of itself I am with you. My biggest point to make is where on earth is this fantastic blocking tight end that right. you brought in, in free yeah, agency to help chip. And he's a great blocker. Why do I not see an 82 on the field? He's right. 82, right? No, that's, that's uh, uh, Moore. Moore. Yeah. That's G-mon. Mercedes is he's 89. Why do I not see Mercedes Lewis on the, why, what are you trying to prove McCarthy? Like how many snaps did he even play? Because it felt like I didn't see him at all. He got in there in the kneel down. He got in there on the kneel down at oh, the end of the good. game.
0: That's good. That's good. Okay, good. Or the okay. last
1: play of the game was a run, and that was they ran out the clock. I mean, I I can't I can't tell you. I have no idea. The only thing I can say is if you put Lewis in there as a chip blocker, you're taking a receiver off the field. Do you really? Is your formational game plan so so stuck that you can't afford a second tight end at all on a couple of plays on third down? At least on third down, right. you can't bring Lewis in there. You can't get it done with the Bears secondary. If there's a, a, an area where you can exploit on that defense, it's not up front. It's on the back end. You, can, you, you can't make something happen with Devontae Adams and Geronimo Allison. I, I just don't. I, I didn't understand that at all.
0: Mercedes Lewis, care to guess how many snaps he played?
1: I, I want to say four. Well, I don't know why that number is stuck
0: in my head. Seven. 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 Mother. F- seven. Seven snaps. If seven. I, if I, if we told you listeners
1: out there that by the, before the game started, by the way, Mercedes Lewis is only going to play seven snaps. What would you think? I'll tell you what I would have thought. Oh, great. Mercedes Lewis got hurt early in the right. game and didn't play the rest of the game. He
0: had seven snaps of 60. Lance Kendricks had 19. Lance Kendricks played more than Mercedes Lewis against a team who has a pretty damn good defense and brought in Khalil Mack to play against your Packers. And you didn't put him on the field more than seven freaking times. That uh, is unbelievable. I don't know. That uh, is unbelievable. I'm uh, losing my mind right now. It's,
1: uh, there it is. is I, that, felt, I felt, I felt is.
0: like, listen to me. I felt, like, I felt like I just missed it. You know, like I didn't want to say like, oh, it seems like he didn't play very much because I felt like maybe I just missed it. No, McCarthy. He didn't play very freaking much. Are you kidding me? Right now? Seven snaps. Khalil Mack's coming to town. We brought in a great blocking tight end. But you know what? He looks much better on the bench. He's holding the Gatorade. He's doing really you know what? Mercedes Lewis, you mixed the best mixed Barry Gatorade on this team. And we need you to stand back there and make that mixed Barry Gatorade. You're only playing seven snaps tonight.
1: Why do I feel like if Trevor Davis wasn't hurt that he would have been activated before Mercedes Lewis in this game? Oh my! Trevor God. Davis is no longer a Green Bay Packer. By the way, he was released, so there's no possible right. chance of Mike McCarthy screwing up and putting him in a no. game he doesn't belong in.
0: He went on IR. Did, did they come oh, to an right. agreement? that's right. You're right. It's no, been, he's he's still uh, there, okay. so he could come back. Well, like, let's like, just—they like get okay. They get two. They can bring two players back, right? First of all, he might be facts. one of them.
1: <laughs> I need to get my facts straight. And he, right. pra- he probably will be knowing the Packers. <laughs> all right. Unrelated, completely unrelated. But let's take a little break because we've got to give some love to the listeners. We have, a, we have a question from Owen who says, would you trade for Bell? He means, uh, means Le'Veon Bell. Yep. To take pressure off of Rodgers. The, the issue is not the lack of talent at the running, right. at the running right. game. It's the game plan.
0: Now, okay. You got Aaron Jones so, coming
1: back in week three. Let's
0: look at that from both sides. The Packers have plenty of talent at running back. None of them are as talented as Le'Veon Bell, as far as we know. That's the big difference. Le'Veon Bell is far and away better than, than than what they have, and that's not saying the guys they have are bad. It's just saying Le'Veon Bell is really good. I don't want him. I want nothing to do with him. I, I, I feel like he's handled this whole thing poorly. I think if he was in camp with the Steelers, they probably would have paid him. The way that he acted, I think, made them not want to pay him. And I, I don't want a guy... That brings that kind of drama to the locker room. As the season's starting, they have offensive linemen tweeting out negative things about Le'Veon Bell. No, hell no, I don't want a guy like that on my team. The, the season's starting. This isn't time to talk about Le'Veon Bell and his contract issue. That's not the kind of guy I want around. So great, he would make the team better. But you know what? Aaron Jones, I think, is, is pretty good. And we're, I think we're uh, next week uh, against the Redskins. You're we're going to find out.
1: You're missing, you're missing the obvious thing here. Which is if you would make a move for Le'Veon Bell right now and you missed out and got outbid for Khalil Mack in a position that would have possibly transcended right. you immediately to the top of the power rankings, I don't I lose all faith and trust in the front office at right. that point. They I can't agree. possibly
0: like like the getting Le'Veon Bell does not make up for the loss of Khalil Mack. Like not getting Khalil Mack, right? Fan, that's the thing I, I think most fans are feeling is that uh is that if they but if they trade for Le'Veon bell i'll feel much better about the fact that they missed out on mac but that's not going to fix it that's not that's not the answer trading for a big name is not the answer i think you saw somebody tweeted something about going to get aj green or somebody talked about that that's another one like that's not the answer Free
1: aj green was just a, i think oh. that was something funny should we call jari evans now this takes us into the discussion about the guards and Justin McCray struggled early on. I think right. he got beat a couple times early on. Listen, the Bears front is just good, okay? Whether we want to admit it or not. Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, those guys are all really good up front there. They're going to make even really good offensive linemen look silly. Did you hear Justin McCray's name after the first quarter? No.
0: No. I- I'm bringing up the uh, he's pro football, not, football focus uh, he's ratings. Not,
1: he's not fantastic. He's not outstanding. You know what I hope Justin McCray can be? You know who I hope he can be, Jeremy? Who? Give me Darren College. If he can be Darren College, oh, I am shit. fine. Okay. I am
0: fine. I don't like Darren College, so I don't like the comparison. But I get what you're, where, where you're coming from. because
1: If he I, can be that, if as, he can an, be that that's, as an undrafted right, free that's agent, fine. I, right. that's a win. Uh,
0: so looking at the the pro football focus ratings, and I, I know that's kind of a hot-button thing. Not everybody is fully on board with pro football focus. I am. I think it's a great tool. Uh, he was the second-best lineman on the team. It was David Bakhtiari. got an 84.1. Then McRae at sixty eight point four, then Taylor at sixty six point six. The worst on the team was Bulaga at fifty eight point
1: eight. Yeah, and Bulaga's is c- probably because of some of the early.
0: Well, uh, and he, you know struggles. he played against Mac a lot, so I mean I understand it. Lindsley was uh, fifty nine point eight. Not a not a great game for uh, Bulaga or, or uh, Corey Lindsley. So. No, I, I don't. According
1: to Pro Football Focus, though, and they're not—they're not the Bible. It's a right point because of they reference. also
0: gave Aaron Rodgers a sixty-four point two,
1: and they also gave him a negative grade after the Kansas right. City game three years ago when he uh, lit the world on fire. No, so, it's
0: a—it's a great tool. It's not the end all, be all. That's for sure.
1: It's a tool, but sometimes it's toolish. No, I
0: think yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so to, to to circle back here, Jari Evans is is the break glass in case of emergency option Agreed. right now. He's not. You don't need to sign him right now. If you mm-hmm. do. You have to cut somebody else and I think they like Alex Light and they like some of the other you know, guys young that guys they that they have that, yeah. and, and that's what they're rolling with. There's a reason why those guys made the roster and, and some of the other guys didn't. They put Murphy Look, I, on I wouldn't reserve be and, opposed
0: to ha- I wouldn't be opposed to having Evans around. Well, no, I, I think don't.
1: he was he was okay, but right. you need you need some speed and athleticism and I and I like I'm the idea convinced. of
0: sticking with McRae because let's let's just get settled in with this and by the end of the season he should be pretty pretty good. I think he had a decent game. Yes, it wasn't perfect, and, yeah, it was kind of ugly in the beginning, but he balanced things out and played pretty well by the end of the game. Let's give him a little more time. I like Jarry Evans. It was nice to have him last year, but that, I don't know that that's the answer right now, and that's not necessarily the problem they need to solve.
1: Well, here's the good and bad of it. This coming week, if it's an unmitigated disaster right out of the gates and Minnesota is in Roger's face all day because the right side is weak, We know we have a problem and maybe there is an issue at right guard and we have to figure something else out for the McRae situation and for him being in there. That's the bad news. The good news is we learned right away in week two, we can address it and get whatever the solution is or whatever the other solution is in there and give that time to gel with the entire line, which again, like we said last week before anything even kicked off, these guys got to stay healthy. Bakhtiari got a game ball for me in my game ball column after the game on Monday. Right. The tackles and the offensive linemen don't show up on the stat sheet, so it's really tough sometimes, unless you have a keen eye, to know whether they played well or not. You can look at pro football focus, but, again, I don't know if I totally trust that metric by itself. I just know that I didn't hear Leonard Floyd's name not one single time. To me, that's a game ball right there because it gave the quarterbacks time to throw, both Kaiser and Rodgers. Kaiser obviously made a couple tough decisions that cost us some points, but David Bakhtiari definitely didn't hurt his case as one of the best left tackles in the game with his performance in this in this one
0: all right so sean has a question in the chat any reason for optimism regarding the outside linebackers why yes sir i have some for you actually zach cruz has some for you to be specific uh packers got nothing from clay matthews and they they're still on this list potentially a good sign it's espn's uh, percentage list for let's see what it says Percentage of dropbacks where defenses applied pressure. The Packers were one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh on the list out of the whole league. Seventh for seventh pressures best. when the quarterback drop back. Yep, seventh best in the league for pressure without Clay Matthews playing well. So the no, not specifically. I don't have an encouraging thing to tell you about outside linebackers, but don't. Forget about the outside linebackers. That's the thing that you think about when you think about pressure, because this defense isn't predicated on that. The scheme is going to create pressure. We're going to see a lot of pressure from different stuff. Now, Clay Matthews played like garbage. Clay Matthews played like a giant douche. Okay. Didn't have a good game. Did not have a good game. Like probably one of the worst Clay Matthews games ever. I still think Clay has some in the tank. I think he bounces back. That is not the end of... He's that. not,
1: not going to be that bad all season no, long. And, and No. And he, listen, if there's one guy on the defensive side of the ball that I expect to come into a game knowing new rules and ready to abide by those new rules, yeah, it's a 10-year vet right? who's been in Pro Bowls. Like, come on, bro. You, you're not stupid.
0: I forget who said it. Maybe it was my brother. It might have been you. Something like that was clay trying to become the claymaker again like that was him just letting it all fly because he wants to he he wants to make that big impact that makes him well, who we all believe that he is that wasn't me
1: it, 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 the, the idea was that i heard it was, was that there was some frustration maybe he was frustrated right he had a bet. he's been having a bit but you're really going to you're really going to screw up what i mean you could have ruined the best the biggest comeback, comeback. Fourth quarter comeback in the 100-year right. history of your <laughs> franchise.
0: Just, it it could not have been a more boneheaded play.
1: And it's not like Clay Matthews should care what the outside world thinks of him. It's what the Packers think of him because they sign his paychecks. But he definitely didn't do anything for for himself in the court of public opinion. For those who think he's already overpaid. And he's in a contract year, and he's not going to be here next year. And if he keeps doing stuff like that, he may not even make it through. Well, I know the
0: Packers aren't happy about it. No, because he, because no. McCarthy said today he said something about uh, the the penalties, the uh, roughing the passer penalties, and how you know they got to clean that stuff up. But one of them was completely uncalled for. And he didn't say which which one specifically, but we all know, we all know that it was you, Clay Matthews. You were the uncalled for idiot uh, to make that play at the end of the game when it's like. That was fourth down, man. Broken up pass, fourth down. That You brought the pressure. Trubisky threw it. It didn't work out, but you still made a boneheaded play and wiped it all out and gave them another shot. This
1: is week one. If Mitch Trubisky improves and does as well as he could possibly do later this season, if that same game happened and that same situation Mm -hmm. happened, maybe the Bears close it out.
0: Right. Yeah, you give them another four downs.
1: Big mistake and Dude, never do it. Because after, right. after after that penalty, the Bears converted another first down Right after that. And that was when I started thinking to myself, like, I don't believe. I, I, I went from believing to I don't believe now. I, I This is now the energy is all going towards the Bears marching right. down and kicking a, a field goal to steal this one. And it's going to be another stolen victim. Basically, anytime the Bears win at Lambeau, it's stolen. It's not legit ever. Right. You know, come on, Brett Favre's retiring. You're not <laughs> supposed to win that game. You stole it. Completely stole it. That one of the few times the Bears have actually beaten Aaron Rodgers as when he started and finished a game. So we I don't know if we even want to talk about Deshaun Kaiser. Maybe we do a little bit just because we finally saw no, him he in definitely some li- should. We saw him in some live game action. So Rodgers yeah. gets hurt. Now up to that point, the Packers offense had done zilch. Okay, Kaiser comes in. The first couple snaps, he actually moves the ball. He actually moves the ball better than they had all night long. He's getting the ball to Adams. He's throwing quick passes. And I turned to you and said, hey, they might get into the end zone. They were in the red zone there. I'm like, they might actually score a touchdown here. You know, we're all thinking field goal. This is a good thing. And then Khalil Mack happened. (laughs) Fumble. Deshaun Kaiser fumbles. Mack recovers his own. They... They, uh, turn the ball over and then on the next series, Kaiser comes in again. Mack is still pushing Balago around. And for reasons I will never understand Kaiser decides to slide right over to where Khalil Mack is located. And in an attempt to throw a dump off or a screen to Ty Montgomery <sighs> throws the ball right to Khalil Mack. You can't possibly argue. You didn't see him.
0: Okay. Listen. I I actually think I went back and watched and I actually think that that play is more on Mac being awesome than Kaiser being bad. However, that doesn't mean Kaiser wasn't bad. He was pretty bad. Like he showed some flashes of of stuff that we saw in the preseason. And and then he showed exactly what he's been struggling with since he's been in the league. He can't, he can't put it in the end zone. His red zone play is terrible. And I, I kind of wonder now, don't hate me and don't um don't at me I'll say that I kind of wonder if it would be better right now for now today if Tim Boyle came in and played if he had to play back if we needed a backup to play if Tim Boyle was that Boyle would have
1: probably thrown a pick in the end zone pick your poison poison. Mm. you know at least hey at least when Kaiser threw the pick I think by the time they they tackled <laughs> Khalil Mack, he was he was um, inside the twenty five. So right. I still take, think Kaiser's result would have been better than the pick in the end zone, which I inevitably think Boyle would have thrown. Listen,
0: I just I I, I just disagree because <laughs> Boyle has a has like Boyle could be playing on his own one and launch a touchdown with that cannon arm <laughs> ninety nine yards to in the air. Right side, <laughs> yes, exactly, pinpoint shot. Uh, to Jeff Janis. Somehow he's some miracle only, happens. Jeff Janis only, appears out
1: of nowhere. He's the only <laughs> other quarterback who can go toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers and the throw the ball in the net competition and training oh, camp. Oh
0: God. I, I I really like Tim Boyle. I, I don't think he's a better athlete and I don't think he's a better quarterback than Kaiser, but I still think like if they needed a backup, they could put either one of them in. I think it would be equally as risky and equally as well. The, the, the result will be equally as bad. Let's just say it that way. Right. So you're right. Pick your poison. Well, I mean, if I'm picking my poison, we just saw Kaiser. I think the next time a backup goes in, I want, I want to see Tim Boyle go in because it would be more fun.
1: Right, the the right. way
0: that he launches, the like he gets on the field. This is how it felt in preseason. Tim Boyle walks out of the field and you're like, okay, Tim Boyle's turn. And We haven't seen him play in preseason yet. And then it was like, oh, my God, what is happening? Like every play. Oh, my God, it's like 40 yards every play. What the hell is happening? 50 yards. He's just like launching the ball every single play. That's Tim Boyle's. That's just his MO. He just – he just fires them out the cannon. That's it. So I think he's a lot of fun to watch. And if I have to watch a shitty quarterback play football, I'd rather watch the one I enjoy.
1: Okay. Well, that's not going to happen. Packers <laughs> gave him too much and and Ja'Sean Kaiser wasn't awful. So I don't think if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt that, you know, that's the old adage they're screwed anyway. So what difference does it make you, you? You go with who you got and you stick with Kaiser and just realize that you're not going to win a ton of games and start right. prepping for the draft. But fortunately that didn't happen. Okay. So Aaron Rodgers goes into the locker room. And right, I, let's, I, I, I'm thinking, hold uh, no. let's
0: let's get on of here. Yes, this is it's. I want uh, I want I want to hear about Aaron Rodgers. The, I, uh, I
1: I the had gunslinger. to keep my composure because we were at the you know we were at the bar and we were trying to be the face and the voice of reason. But I literally was sitting there thinking to myself like, it it becomes work. It, I know now what kind of work it is to try to analyze, talk about, and write about a Packers team that does not have Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. on it. And I was resolving myself to Thanksgiving and Christmas being nothing close to what they normally would be. And my holidays are already ruined. You
0: were just, you were just preparing yourself for literally the worst.
1: I just couldn't believe that we waited this long to see Aaron Rodgers and our hopes to return and finally Mm -hmm. get back after it. And he's motivated and this is, they're going to do something this year and they could take down the Vikings in the process. And the NFC is a little bit more wide open. Now we'd already seen, the Eagles and Falcons play and the Falcons got a bunch of injuries so maybe they're not going to be what they were supposed to be and there's a, a an open door in the NFC and Aaron Rodgers is out for the season right. now.
0: The 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 emotional roller coaster first stop was in the dump. Like just last year when uh when Rodgers was hurt and we had to watch Hundley and we're doing the games at the bar and it's like How do I put lipstick on this pig and make people interested in what we're watching? Because here we are in public. We have a room full of people. Packers football is just not good. And we live in Arizona at the time. It's like 75 degrees outside and super nice. You can come to the bar and watch Brett Hundley play football, or you can go hang out outside. Now I'm going to watch Brett Hundley play football, but convincing other people to show up to the bar and be interested is a huge difficult thing to do. So when Rodgers went down, I thought, I thought automatically, oh God, here comes, here comes hell for 16 games. Here's just 16 games of just terrorizing hell. That's it, what we're about to go Is through. it, is it
1: sacrilegious for us to compare that to hell? That is kind of a version of hell. Not having Aaron Rodgers is, is just, it's, it's bad. So I... Through the through the halftime, you know I'm looking at Twitter and there's updates and we don't know what's going on and there's nothing being released and we have no idea whether he's not his his return is questionable, which is the standard answer when the Packers get you know whether it's a, a you know a hangnail or it's a broken bone, the return is questionable until further notice. So, Rogers, I get a text from a friend of mine who's at the game who says he's out here, he's throwing, he's warming up. I'm like. That means to somebody who's not there, that means he's in uniform, he's on the sideline, and if he came out of that tunnel in uniform, he is playing. Oh, yeah. So he gets out there, and I'm like, okay, well, what kind of mobility is he going to have? But he didn't have the mobility, but all of a sudden... Quick pass, quick pass, quick pass. He's got the laser focus. And that's
0: why I said earlier in the show, why didn't they start with that offense? Yeah, but that's why I said this goes back years. Because we've been asking for years, why don't they run this offense more consistently? But they came out in the first half and looked like that offense that we have been dying to see go Why? away. Why do you have to be so tricky? Why do you have
1: to come out and be so fancy and, and overthink it? Just... I
0: thought they went through the playbook. That When the game started, that was my, my thinking. I thought you redid this. What is happening? And then it looked like it has for the past few years. And then they come out in the second half and they have to change the way that they play. And it's awesome. Remember maybe it was last year no it was 2 years ago so Rodgers was 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 healthy and they were struggling it was when Jordy was out for the year when they finally started having success was when they went to quick passes short passes slants crossing routes they did shallow stuff and it was all very fast and that's where they started finding the most success and i thought at the time hey they found their thing they're going to use this a lot more McCarthy went away from it as soon as Jordy came back, and then they started
1: that season six and zero oh, or five and zero, oh, and then they got trounced on Sunday Night mm-hmm. Football. But they started out good. That was the season where Rodgers was could do no wrong. James Jones was there. Right. Jordy was out. Like you know, that was was that the season where at the end when they struggled, the big the big theory was the receivers can't get open. Yes. They're they're trying, the trying to exactly iso it. route it. Yep. And I heard that was kind of again the thing. McCarthy can't get his. His lame, stubborn butt. and These are the words of others. Right. Away from those stupid ISO routes, instead right. of trying to combo it and rub and just do some of these other things. And just you've got Devonte Adams, who's phenomenal at getting off the line. I saw a snap, or I saw uh, uh, Dusty Evely put a screen grab or a GIF up there of Geronimo Allison running Kyle Fuller completely off the screen on a route. Like Geronimo Allison, you've got receivers that can separate like. Quick throws, and by the way, Minnesota has to know what's coming. If you don't go quick throw this Sunday, we're we're going to be having a really rough conversation next week.
0: Right? Yeah. You found a thing that works, use it, and and, and let it set up the other stuff. That. That throw to Geronimo wasn't wasn't necessarily a quick throw. It was a forty yard pass.
1: That was a fantastic pass. That throw was amazing because right. Rodgers can't step into it and do his usual thing with it. But he he flung it up there. It was a great throw. But Allison still had to make a really nice catch and come down and bounce. For those of you who thought Geronimo Allison didn't belong on this team, he right. not only belongs on this team. He is a an absolutely legit number two guy.
0: It looks like it. It looks like it. So we do have a we have a poll in the chat, uh, and a couple questions or a couple comments at least. Would you rather play – who would you rather play if Rodgers can't go? Kaiser, 40%. Boyle, 40%. And Cobb, is that 20%? Yeah, I'm
1: like, there's another 20%. Does anybody <laughs> want to guess who it might be? It's Randall, Randall Cobb, Cobb, your
0: emergency quarterback. Uh, Yeah, Randall Cobb, the emergency quarterback. God, no. Please, no. Nope, nope, nope. I'd much rather see Tim Boyle. It would be way more entertaining. Uh, Rusty says that Kaiser, Kaiser is like the punter, the punt returner, who looks like a game-breaker until he muffs a punt if Kaiser can't take care of the ball, I doubt McCarthy will be will keep putting him out there. I agree with that. McCarthy pretty much said that in his, in his press conference today. If you can't stop turning the ball over, you won't be a Packer for long. But my response to that was Kaiser is Trevor Davis because Trevor Davis that's how Trevor Davis felt to be. He could break the game in it. He could break open a, a long punt or kick return at any time and then he'd muff the ball or he'd get you know down it inside the 10 or something just fair catch inside the 10 like something just ridiculous. Uh, Rusty also says, I wonder if Rodgers having to stay in the pocket and get the ball out quicker uh, showed us that their offense is better that way uh, When he continually ex- than when he continually extends That's, the plate.
1: Yes, because it, he had happy feet. He had happy feet at the beginning of the game. He I agree. Had, uh, that was the problem.
0: I said it during the game. I was like, this could be a blessing in disguise. This could be a blessing in disguise. Every quarterback, as they age, has to adjust their game. And, and every quarterback who's, who's a guy who uses his legs a lot has to adjust to being a pocket passer. This could be a blessing in disguise.
1: So, and on the pass where, at the end, where Rodgers almost threw the pick, that wasn't a bad throw. Devontae Adams just, you know, it was, it was a kind of a pick play and Devontae ran into the Bears defender and that was kind of the Packers, not the receivers, not separating enough to give themselves enough room to, to do what they needed to do. So I don't, I don't think it was a bad thing that Rodgers was in the pocket and everyone's like, well, his mobility is affected. He's not going to be the same quarterback. He's. He's, got, he's a smart enough athlete. He's, he's going to be able to hone in and do what he needs mm-hmm. to do. Peyton Manning changed his game up and was able to eke a couple more seasons right. out. Now, he looked bad that uh, last season. That they last won the season. Super Bowl because of that defense. Right. But he at least was willing to change his footwork to make his throws better and change some of those mechanics and do those things. If he has to, he's going to do it, and he's got all season to figure it out. By the time they get to the postseason, God willing, as long as everyone stays healthy, I think Rodgers will be in a, in a flow with what he's got to do with this, with this knee injury if it's still bothering him.
0: Al says that he thinks it, uh, it, it just wouldn't be enough of a challenge for Rodgers to play this way. It's, that's that's why they run the other crowd, just to challenge Rodgers a little. Like he's the genius kid in the regular regular classroom. He's bored. He gets bored because it's too easy. So let's run the other shit. Uh, no, right now with with what they just ran, if they run that, uh, if they keep in the him in the pocket, I am confident it's going to be a better year than it was the last. The offense has been for the last what like three four years.
1: Okay, let's can we give some love to the Packers' number one wide receiver, Devontae Adams. How good is he in space with the ball in his hand? He
0: is pretty damn good, man. He knows how to make people miss. And I, when he was a rookie, I was saying that he's this yak monster who's going to make a huge difference with making people miss. And now that he he came out and he said that that is a focus of his game, how do I make the first guy miss? That is the focus of his
1: game. He usually does, whether it's at the line of scrimmage. I know, right? Whether it's at the line of scrimmage or after he catches the ball. He's great moves, but he runs bigger than he is. He's right. a tough, he's a oh, tough he's, guy.
0: Yeah, he's got some serious swagger, and he brings it into his game for now, sure. Now, Adams
1: Adams didn't practice. Today's Wednesday. He didn't practice. Yep. He's got a shoulder that uh, on that touchdown. He landed on his shoulder. Everybody start it's, praying. It's bothering him. He says he thinks he'll play on Sunday. He's feeling okay about it. The Vikings are physical. Listen, the, it, the Packers are probably going to get banged up a little bit in this game. It's the Vikings. It's going to be a physical game. We just have to be prepared for it and hope that there are more bumps and bruises than breaks and tears. Right. Well, so we've got Owen asking, uh, uh, and this is kind of getting to pass this season. Who do you think we resign after this year? I can't even Owen. I can't even answer that question because it's too early in the year for anybody to have proven themselves. If they're up for a new deal, right. they haven't already signed somebody. Then that, that means that they need to see what they do this season. And we've only seen one game worth of samples. Who's, sample who's size. the big? Who's the big name
0: up next year? Is it well, Ha
1: Well, Clay's deal is up. Ha Ha Clinton Dix up. Well, I'm not is bringing up. Clay Cobb,
0: right i'm not bringing clay back unless it's on a really cheap deal
1: and clay won't play for cheap somebody will not will the novelty of clay matthews will appeal to yeah you know who it is the raiders the oakland raiders yeah, the oakland that's raiders. john gruden
0: yeah uh clay matthews will be a raider next year yeah
1: or a cleveland brown
0: but you know if so if Cobb can play even like a play at half of what he did on monday if he can do that consistent or sunday, sunday night, night if he can do that consistently you bring you make sure Cobb is here
1: well based on who's left and jordy's gone Right. Rodgers is going to be looking for Cobb a lot this year. Oh, That's yeah. just the way he rolls.
0: Totally. Cobb's going to Cobb, – I think. I don't think Cobb has a full-on repeat of that next, this coming week. Uh, they're play, playing against a better defense. But I do think we see a lot of Cobb, and he has another good game. I would expect him to have another touchdown.
1: He's going to get the targets.
0: Right. He's going to get the targets. So the, the poll now has Boyle at 57%. The win, currently the winner in the poll. So. Well, I
1: hope Mike McCarthy is listening to our show so he knows who to dress this weekend. Right. When he's, we when he's well,
0: his... I'll call him when we're done. I'll send him a text.
1: Okay, so before we get to the final play and the euphoria of the victory or or the uh, taking of the lead before the defense sealed the deal, you had the awesome problem of McCarthy having to decide who he wasn't going to address because there was, the team was pretty healthy and they still are. They, emerged, right. they came out of that game pretty healthy. Josh Jones is still a little iffy. You've got Rodgers with the knee, obviously, and Adams with the shoulder, but both of them are expected to play this week. Right. So... This is a good thing. This is not something we're used to. The Packers usually have the injury, the, the 50, the 46 active players done for them. McCarthy's right. going to have another decision to make.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, this is a great place to be. Like, we're not used to this as Packer fans having this many guys healthy, right? They, they're, they're in practice, and we're talking about just Devontae Adams. You know, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are the, are the two really banged up guys right now. You know, I will... That's it. That's how, that, I mean, like, it's not been that for a long time. Well, no, and
1: hopefully it can last. I mean, Owen says Jimmy needs to get involved. I can tell you right now the Vikings already know the Packers want to to get get Jimmy Jimmy Graham involved, involved, and they are going to take him away. This is going to come down to Geronimo Allison and Devontae Adams Mm -hmm. against Trey Waynes, and Xavier Rhodes closed. And Xavier Rhodes is in the conversation for one of the best corners in football. He can cover one-on-one, and it's going to be a street fight to try to complete passes in this game. So – it's don't it's, worry. It's, don't I, don't, worry about, I don't think I don't think this is going to this isn't Jimmy Graham's breaking out. Right. Game. If it's going to happen, I think it'd be more in week three.
0: Don't worry about Jimmy Graham. He'll have his day in the sun. It, it could be this week. I, I doubt it. That defense is is, is just so stacked. Uh, I doubt it's going to be this week. That Does he, somebody
1: slip on the turf? If someone slips on the right. turf. Sure. Jimmy Graham could have a great. No, I
0: think I think Jimmy Graham will. He there were a few times where he was there were a few times where he was open uh, and and they just didn't see him. So, I mean, Jimmy Graham's going got,
1: to... You got it up there. What was, what was this, the final, the line on, on Graham? I've got it here, too. Uh, Graham had two catches, four targets, two catches, eight yards. And one of them only went for one yard. So, not, not what you'd expect from right. the guy that's supposed to be the savior of the offense from a receiver standpoint, and somebody's going to be a big red zone threat. But right. the Packers... Two of their touchdowns were long touchdowns. They weren't in the red zone. Right. And Devontae Adams doesn't need Jimmy Graham. All right. um, well, well, he's well, bionic.
0: You know, we're at our hour mark, so we should get out of here. But I do want to say uh, Rusty's last comment, I think, is, is worthy of talking about. Uh, let defenses take Jimmy Graham away. Single coverage on, at least on a couple of receivers that way. That's right. And that means Jimmy Graham did exactly what you want Jimmy Graham to do. He took the attention away from other guys, and other guys had a good game because Jimmy Graham is on the football team. That is exactly what you want Jimmy Graham to be. So either he's lighting up defenses or other guys are lighting up defenses because Jimmy Graham's there.
1: Please, fans, remember that it's not always about the stat line and if they catch a touchdown pass right. and what shows up in the, in the numbers and how many catches they had. Sometimes the intrinsic value is intrinsic, the right word to use, of that he – it's not know, what man. he did near the ball, but it's that he, he took something, he opened up opportunities for right. someone else. Okay. We got to talk about the last play. So, okay. We're, yeah. you know, the, the, the Packers are driving and Rogers gets the ball to Cobb and I'm like, okay, they got it. They have to score a touchdown. Obviously they can't kick three. They got to keep the ball moving. Rogers gets the ball to Cobb and I'm like, okay, we're finally at midfield. Let's just get smart with what we do here. Cobb turns around and starts running, and I'm like, okay, he's getting some more yards. This is this is good. Okay, all right, good. They're you know, they're getting into Bears territory, the offense is gonna to start to click. And then he just keeps running. And I hear the the you know, the roar in the bar is getting louder and louder. louder and, and I'm louder. like, and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, am I watching the Packers defense from like 2012? Where in the hell are the Bears defenders on this thing? Randall Cobb <laughs> is not a burner anymore. And in fact, he's running really slow at the end. He all ran right. out of gas. I thought he pulled his hamstring. I asked you. And no Bears, no Bears defenders are around him. And who's the last guy on Chicago's defense to get a swipe at him? But Khalil, Khalil Mack, Mack. who's exhausted at this point, takes a swipe at Cobb and Cobb walks into the end zone. And sure as you know what, Randall Cobb has done it again. Yep. Rogers to Cobb to beat the bears in dramatic. He's fashion. the bear killer. Well, to beat the bears. Now we know that we didn't know that at the time. Cause the defense had to come on, which we've already talked about. And I can't, I can't live through that whole, uh, horror story again, <laughs> even though it was Mitch Trubisky, but then Aaron Rodgers in the last year, since the Cincinnati game last year, three and one in games where he was not leading in the fourth quarter. And before that, I think he'd only won one time in his entire career.
0: Well, you know, he's, he's not clutch. No. He's a guy that doesn't win fourth quarter. Well, no, he you know, doesn't. He's, a, he's well, not a guy.
1: And he's still not clutch, according to one person, who doesn't even count in the universe because uh, he was um, matched up against Mitch Trubisky because, you know, quarterbacks actually face each other like batters and pitchers do in baseball. So mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a great comment to make. And all that's, right. That's a great point. All right.
0: Well, I'll throw this out there because they all said it and I was thinking it. Uh, 49ers tight end George Kittle could have had three touchdowns. Uh, he could have had a touchdown if Jimmy Graham didn't overthrow him three times. Once in the end zone and twice wide open downfield. Uh, now I'll say this though. Kittle dropped one of those passes and the very next play was a pick six for the Vikings. The, it's not like the Vikings beat the snot out of the 49ers. They kind of beat no, themselves the Niners. A little. The, the Niners could have maybe won that game. Right. Okay. So let's move on because, or, you know, we'll close this out. Cause here's the deal. We have our pregame show on Sunday. We will be live with our pregame show. We're going to talk about that Vikings game. We're going to break all of that down and, uh, and give our predictions and all that. Starting stuff. at eleven twenty, Central. Uh, Central. Yeah, that I think that's it. Yeah, eleven twenty. Eleven twenty Central
1: yeah. at CheeseheadTV.com.
0: Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna have our pregame show. We're gonna talk about that Vikings game. So make sure you show up for that. That is part of the of the game day chat, which is a party to be part of in the first place. So make sure you show up for that, uh, and make sure you follow Cheesehead TV live on Twitter. It's at ChTV Live. Uh, follow follow jason and i i'm at jeremy rvdl jason is at jason perone and what jeremy
1: means is come in and listen to the pregame show and the chat that we have going on during the pregame show is going to parlay and stay up all right. the way through the entire game so stick with us the entire time for all your coverage your pregame and all that good stuff all the way up through kickoff and then through the rest of the game right. and of course we'll we'll be uh for those of you in the phoenix area we're at the watershed in tempe right it's just south of, of the McClintock on or or the
0: Just off of McClintock, south of the 60. So if you're in the the Phoenix area and you want to, I think we're probably the only Packer bar with the pregame show. Yeah. I don't think anybody's doing that No one else is doing it. So if you want that, we're doing it. Or if you want to visit Arizona when it gets nasty and snowy in Wisconsin, you can come watch a football game with us. I'll buy you a beer. If you come to the bar and you say, hey, I listened to the show, I will buy you a beer.
1: Rusty, thank you very much. says, good show, guys. He Obviously, maybe he didn't listen to the first part of it. I don't know. I always have to make some self-deprecating comment. Right, sure. It sits in my DNA. Anyway, this has been a, a blast. We're going to get out of here this time. We went over last time, so we owe you a few minutes of your night back. So for Jeremy Vanderlinden and Jason Perrone, this has been the latest edition of Cheesehead TV Live. Do you want to experience the thrill of a Packers game at Lambeau Field? If so, be sure to get your game tickets from the longtime trusted source in Wisconsin, Ticket King. Visit their locations in Milwaukee and Green Bay or just go to their website, theticketking.com. Again, that's
0: theticketking.com. Thank you for listening to Cheesehead TV Live. Check out cheeseheadtv.com
1: for more great Packers content.